0: This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45
1: minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. It seems like we're more able to have open discussion now than before because you're having people that are finally admitting, you know what, maybe we didn't have all the answers about COVID all along, maybe we didn't know what we were talking about, but We insisted. They insisted that they had all the answers for you. That was their initial premise, but that's changing now. And I have to tell you, we will be the ones pushing for accountability here. They want to just move beyond and and keep the power in the background, the ability to control in the background that they've had up to this point. But I have other plans in store. But something else right now, we really got to focus in on what's going on in this country right now. And we have. Holidays coming up, including, very important holiday, Memorial Day. You know how important small businesses are to me. And for a few weeks now, I've been telling you about a great company based out of Charleston, South Carolina, called Allegiance Flag Supply. I absolutely love their story. Three friends who noticed that the American flags they had in the front of their house were constantly getting tangled, mildewed, torn or shredded after just a few months. They searched high and low for a better flag, but big box stores and Amazon purchases only turned up flags that were made in China, or if they happened to be made in the U.S., they were mass produced and came out of some big machine making thousands at a time with really cheap materials. Like you and me, the flag means a lot more to them, so they decided to do something about it. They started Allegiance Flag Supply out of their own garage and have built the company from the ground up. No investors, no loans, just their blood, sweat, tears, and time. And today, they make the best American flags and accessories you can find anywhere on the market. So if you've been looking to purchase a flag for your home, and you too are tired of that flag getting tangled that you have out there uh, already, go to showallegiance.com. That's right, showallegiance.com is the website. You'll find the highest quality American flags possible. Just go to showallegiance.com. Make sure you enter promo code Buck for 10% off your purchase. We have Memorial Day weekend just ahead. Flag Day coming up on June 14th and Independence Day, July 4th. Now more than ever, friends, show your patriotism. Get your flag from Allegiance Flags. Showallegiance.com is the website. Showallegiance.com. Make sure you use promo code Buck for 10% off but no i'm not convinced uh, about that i think that we should continue to investigate what went on in china until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened certainly the people who've investigated say that it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals but it could have been something else and we need to find that out so you know that's the reason why i said i'm perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus. Oh, Fauci all of a sudden wants the intellectual approach, the scientific method. He wants us to be able to ask questions and really get true answers about the origins of COVID-19. Gee, it's almost like this guy is a weather vane. It's almost like he just goes wherever the political winds are blowing at any point in time. Don't you all recall that when Donald Trump, among others, was putting forward the idea that this came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that the pandemic that has shocked and greatly wounded the world and caused millions of deaths, that don't, don't we all remember when that was raised, it was, oh, no, it came from Bats actually a pangolin actually i don't know who knows what animal it was but something in a wet market yada 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 global pandemic shut up and do what you're told that was the idea that was what they were telling us some people though were saying hold on a second this just happens to show up this covid19 virus right in the near vicinity of the wuhan institute of virology which was studying bat viruses and engaged in gain-of-function research when it comes to bat viruses, that is a massive coincidence, isn't it? China's a very big country, and it's a big world out there. A lot of places you could have zoonotic transmission, transmission from animal to human, the jump that occurs. Why do we usually have, and here's a bit of important trivia for all of you, why do we usually have flu viruses come from China? because of their practices of raising and close contact with livestock animals. That's why you get uh, swine flu, bird flu. They come from China because of the zoonotic transmission that occurs. But this coronavirus, this bat virus, hmm, are are there people that are in huge, uh, huge numbers in close contact with vast quantities of bats the same way they are with with geese, with pigs, with, uh, with chickens? No, they are not. So what are the chances really that this just magically jumped from bat to human or from bat to pangolin to human? If you ask these questions, if you approach this with intellectual honesty, you were shouted down. The World Health Organization has looked into this, they say. The World Health Organization has given us all the information we need. Well, no, that's not true. You recently, in the, in the journal Science, had 18 biologists, immunologists, and other scientists who were criticizing the WHO report. And these are people with the most impeccable credentials you can find. And they were saying that there needs to be a much more extensive evaluation um, of the zoonotic transmission hypothesis, that there's very little clear uh, data on this one and, and that concluding that this is a settled science is absurd. But why is that only happening now? This is where you get into the politics of it. This is where you get into why we were all told to shut up. First of all, that they couldn't even tell you where the virus came from, how it got started, what its origins were, was something that the panicked public health establishment did not want to admit because then they also were telling you, "Oh, don't worry. We know that social distancing and lysoling your groceries and washing your hands thirty times a day and wearing a mask. We know that these things will will stop the the spread. They'll flatten the curve. Remember that? Did they really flatten the curve? Does anyone but still believe that? Oh, sure. Now it's well, maybe it reduced to two percent or five percent or something, but." Originally, it was just do these things and we'll stop this thing in its tracks didn't happen, didn't work. And mask maniac blue Democrat parts of the country got hit worse than anywhere else. But you weren't allowed to ask questions. You weren't allowed to say, hold on a second. What's really going on here? You had to listen to Fauci talk about the reservoir theory. It came from the reservoir. Uh, and everyone said, well, listen to the science Now. Some of these same voices are saying, oh, yeah, no, we we we're not convinced that WHO, which is acting at the behest of China on this one, China won't share some of its data on the uh, the origins of this virus. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you share data? This is just about a disease. This is just about a virus. What do you have to hide, China? We all know the answer is a lot. So there was the we don't want people to understand that we don't really know that much about this virus component of it, because it's it's harder to control people in the way that they wanted to when you have to admit there's a lot you don't know. If there's a lot you don't know, then people start thinking, maybe we should ask some questions, and maybe they don't know what the heck they're talking about. Couldn't have that. Couldn't have doubts. Not allowed. And then there was the other political component of this. Do you remember who was blamed more than any other person for the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 in this country, in our media, in our media, Donald Trump, as crazy as it was, as unfair, as reckless and ruthless as it was, they made it seem like if only Trump had done X, Y, and Z, we'd be so much better off. And to that, I say, look at, look at Western Europe, look at India, look at Brazil, Look at countries of comparable size and density that have had enormously uh, worse outcomes from COVID-19 on a per capita basis. But Donald Trump didn't believe the science. That was the story they told us. That was the belief that we were supposed to have. And look what that left us with. How we had an entire population cowed by the so-called experts oh we can't ask questions do as you're told double mask any person able to think for themselves would say really it took them almost a full year masking is so effective that it took them almost a full year to decide that double masking was much more effective they they didn't know that additional masking wouldn't limit the droplets coming out of your mouth As if that's really how people are all getting the virus. We're all being hit with spittle all the time. No, that's not actually how people were getting this. We all know it. We all know it now. They were wrong, wrong, and wrong again. But it was so important to blame Donald Trump and to make sure that Trump, who was somebody that had taken a different posture toward China, that was willing to confront China, that views the Chinese Communist Party as a true and direct threat to U.S. and just Western democratic rule of law hegemony. China's a threat to all of that economically, politically, and yes, militarily. Trump understands that. And so he takes the position that we should call it the China virus. Why do they say you can't do that? Oh, now we hear about the South African variant and the Brazilian variant and all the variants. You know, Fauci talks about the variants all the time based on where we first figure out where these things come from why was it racist to call it the china virus remember race it's so racist oh okay that's not something that we worry about when it comes to zika or spanish flu or west nile or you name it any number of viruses named for places uh from which they uh, ebola But no, no, it was racist to call it the China virus or the Chinese virus or whatever it was that Trump was saying, because if it was clear that this was the recklessness of the primary adversary on the world stage that Donald Trump had been trying to confront for years and that their recklessness and lies led to a global pandemic that cost millions of lives, trillions of dollars. Some people might have said, wow, Trump was really on to something with that, wasn't he? At least he saw the challenge of China coming and was willing to do something about it. But no, it was much more important to just emotionally and irrationally place blame on Trump for COVID and to pander to the social justice rhetoric of the left and the identity politics. And, oh, it's ra- Trump is racist when he talks about the virus that's infecting everyone all over the world. Somehow that was, that was racist. No, we, we see now that they have been wrong and in many cases lied to us certainly about their certainty they lied to us about the degree to which they had answers which when you're talking about health is wrong is reckless is destructive they should have been saying all along we don't know we can't prove this we don't have data for this we don't know that it didn't come from a lab Prove that it came from a lab and let's talk about it. Instead, it was no, no, no. The WHO, sorry, already looked at this. We can't prove how effective or even if they're effective at all masks actually are. They don't have this data. They only have lab studies. But no, 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 we, we have we know we're certain over and over again. Friends, there are two kinds of people in this country and you've seen it play out for over a year now. Those who can think for themselves and those who cannot.
2: I think the challenge right now is that the uh, the side of the ledger that supports the thesis that this came from a zoonotic source, from an animal source, hasn't budged. And the side of the ledger that suggests this could have come out of a lab has been continuing to grow. So people a year ago who said, well, this probably came from nature, it's really unlikely it came from a lab, maybe a year ago that kind of a statement made a lot of sense because that was the more likely scenario. But we haven't found the intermediate host. We found no evidence of this virus in an animal anywhere. The closest um, homology we found is a pangolin outbreak that occurred in March of 2019. Um, But we haven't found the true source of the virus. And with MERS and SARS, at this point with those outbreaks, those epidemics, we had found the intermediate host. And it's not for lack of trying. There has been an exhaustive search for what the animal host was for this virus, and it hasn't been found. So I think the, the ledger on the side of the lab continues to grow and the question for a lot of people is going to be when are too many coincidences too much when does it just seem that there's too many things suggesting that this could have come out of a lab Um, and right now you know there's more and more circumstantial evidence certainly i don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of this because unless we have a whistleblower Hmm. assuming it did come out of a lab and i'm not saying it did but assuming it did unless we have a whistleblower regime change in china you're not going to truly find out if there are retained samples from those people who are infected in that lab I don't think they're available anymore. Yeah,
1: China is going to cover this up, obviously. So we can't rely on what China has. But note this, whenever someone hears about circumstantial evidence, most people go to prison because of circumstantial evidence. Usually you don't have an eyewitness in a criminal case. Usually it's okay. What do we have? You have a lot of circumstantial evidence piled together, and that's enough to go beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, Usually you don't have an eyewitness. You don't have a smoke. You don't have the so-called smoking gun. And that's why when you when you see how this is going right now, how this is trending, it, it becomes apparent very quickly that Democrats were using this for political reasons in the in the twenty twenty year against Trump, didn't want people to think more about this, uh, didn't want people to dig into it and were willing to believe the WHO. The WHO is showing up. And this is like you know, this is like dealing with uh with Saddam and the weapons inspectors, right? One of the things that we did know is Saddam wasn't being honest with the weapons inspectors. Uh, whether, you, whether you believe that he, he got rid of all of it or only some of it, I mean, there was a lot of stuff happening there. You think the WHO is going to get real access to the data from the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Here's some of the circumstantial evidence that... Oh, and I just want to also point out, social media shut down lab leak theory stuff. Okay. Social media, like Facebook, said you could not put that theory out there. Now, why? Why were they so sensitive? Because this was part of the Trump was wrong. And it was so important to people that Trump was wrong about the China virus. And beyond that, uh, they also didn't want this to be used for xenophobia or they were worried about attacks on on you know Chinese Americans or Asian Americans interesting study that just came out at least in New York City of hate crimes uh, over 90 percent against the Asian American uh, community not from white guys that was just in campus reform over the weekend a study out of uh, out of the UC system University of California system about New York City hate crimes 90 percent plus attacks uh, hate crimes of any kind against Asian Americans in New York City not white guys but yet what did we hear for a little while from the media? Right. Lies, because they lie to you all the time. So now the, the lab leak theory back to, to where we are on this is getting greater uh, credibility, greater, greater um, focus, because you have one, uh, a number of people who came down with severe illness from the lab in about October, November 2019. That's what you call a pretty big coincidence, isn't it? And what we know from this virus is it is highly contagious. So if a couple of people had it in the lab, how quick, how easy do you think it is in China before anybody was worried about covid? You think that they're not in close quarters with a whole bunch of folks going to the store at home? Come on. And as the New York Post writes it here, this particular coronavirus showed up seemingly out of nowhere, perfectly suited to attack humans would be quite the mystery if it hadn't first popped up in a city with two virology institutes that were studying bat coronaviruses. That's right. I mean, this, this could have come if it was a zoonotic transmission issue. It could have come from a wet market anywhere in China because they're all over China. An unfortunate vestige of the era of Mao's Marxism where people were starving to death. And so they started raising wild animals for food and then it became a cultural practice. This is true. This is how the wet markets got going. Bats and lizards and pangolins and whatever. They started capturing and breeding wild animals for food because Mao's practices for uh, for agriculture and farming and animal husbandry were so bad that people that there was mass starvation during the famine, Mao's great famine, 40 to 60 million people died. So they were just grabbing whatever they could, understandably, to survive. And then it just became a a cultural practice. And then it was worth hundreds of millions of dollars because there were also these ideas of of uh, rural agricultural and peasant uh, medicine where people would just say, oh, if you eat this, it'll cure this. Or if you do this, it'll give you greater vitality or whatever virality. And so people started eating these weird animals in China. And then it grew into a big practice. But this didn't happen. There are these wet markets all over China, so-called wet markets. This didn't happen um, in just any old place. It happened in one where there were two institutes, one in particular, that was studying back coronaviruses and gain-of-function research. We go back to the, the beginnings of this. We go back to Occam's razor like a chainsaw on this one. What makes sense, what doesn't? What adds up and what seems like nonsense? And when you apply this to the origin theory, you can also start to apply this to everything else that they've been demanding of you about COVID, all the other claims they've made. We're beating this virus by masking up. Yeah, sure. We've seen what happens when people are not allowed to not only think for themselves, but communicate freely. This was a tyranny test, friends, and it is one that the Western world failed.
0: Listen, the, the numbers just continue to improve. To put all of this in context, from the very beginning, uh, many businesses remained open. And then back in October, businesses opened up at 75 percent. And then, as you pointed out in March, we had uh, the entire economy open up 100 percent and no more masks. And of course, President Biden and the Democrats railed against it. You heard what President Biden said. Other Democrats said that I had issued a death WARRANT. And then, as you pointed out, we continue to have a decline in deaths after we open up 100 percent until we reach that mark of uh, a day with zero deaths. And hospitalizations continue to go down even more. Uh, The number of cases and positivity rate continue to go down even more. Yesterday uh, was the lowest positivity rate that we've had on record during the history of the entire pandemic. And so it shows that the right move was to make sure that we did open up, get things back to normal.
1: governor of texas taking a victory lap based on data and reality isn't that so interesting i told you some time ago that we would revisit you'll remember this on the show i said when texas lifted its mask mandate when texas opened all businesses and said just folks time to go back to normal life when that happened i said all right let's give this six weeks so because what they kept doing is what they do with climate change they just they moved the timeline. They moved the timeline. So they said, two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks. I said, we'll give it six weeks. I'm not going to say anything for six weeks. We'll at least not really come back and, and revisit it. And that was now, what, four months ago? Three, four months ago? Something like that. And sure enough, who was right and who was wrong? This is not, a, this is not up for debate. This is a factual question. Did Texas's... Removal of the mandate. Did it result in a surge? Was there a surge? No. Or did we hit a plateau? Because of the data, we compiled the data and there was a surge. No. We saw that the cases continued to go down, down, and down again. They, they only went in one direction. So we get rid of a mask mandate. Then they say, well, there's still local mask mandates. Okay, so then why did you need a state one if people were just going to do this anyway? They never it's unfalsifiable what they've told you, you see, no no matter what happens. Oh, it would have been worse. No matter what happens. Oh, people are doing it anyway. Okay, well, gee, isn't that convenient? Isn't it convenient that the idea itself of wearing a mask to stop a respiratory virus from mass circulation was considered by the medical community in this country? Absurd until about a year ago based upon what not based upon new data not based upon you know new extensive testing based upon fear and panic and control that is what happened you see this with texas neanderthal thinking that's what they said neanderthal thinking okay well some of you are actually saying if you go back to the period of the Neander- when neanderthals were roaming the earth they actually had very large brains and This notion we have that we're so much more advanced than Neanderthals then is a whole other part of uh, uh, human history that we could get into another time. But who was right and who was wrong? The lockdown libs were wrong. Just say it. Just say it. Understand it. Marinate in it for a second. Hmm, yeah, wow, they really got that one wrong. Rochelle Walensky, who was giving these speeches just a few weeks ago about how she had this fear... Of impending doom from the virus. Yeah, lowest, lowest cases, lowest hospitalizations in, in a year right now, nationwide in the United States. And just, it's going to keep going down and down and down. Okay? This is what has happened. Unfortunately, a lot of the vulnerable population, the seniors in this country, were infected while we were waiting for this virus. And that's how we lost so many people. I'm sorry, waiting for this vaccine. And that's how we lost so many people. Remember, this virus, we were led to believe we were controlling it for a year when it clearly was not being controlled. The measures that they told us would work did not work. The same people who were saying, oh, it didn't come from a lab were saying, oh, masking is more effective than a vaccine. The head of the CDC said that to Congress last fall. Fact check me on it. Go for it. You'll remember Dr. Redfield. I think this, this, this mask might be more effective even than a, than a vaccine. If I. Remember when he said that? But people like me who are pointing out how stupid this was, blocked on Facebook, suspended, blocked on Twitter. You're going to lose your account if you keep this up. You won't be able to talk to your audience anymore on social media. Okay. Do you think any of them send a little note? You know, guys, wow, we really, we are, we the social media companies really are the enemies of free speech. We really are totalitarian lib nut jobs. No, they... They uh, they did not say that they did not say that bunch of wackos. We're just saving people by shutting down free speech. That's what we do. We save them by shutting down free speech. Sure. Sure. And yet here we are. Here we are finally seeing the results. Another another area where I ask you uh, how we can question or ha- how we should be able to question the consensus. Dr. Rand Paul talking about how he feels about getting vaccinated as a recovered person. Here's what he says play 14
0: hospitalized or getting very sick, I've just made my own personal decision that I'm not getting vaccinated because I've already had the disease and I have natural immunity now. Um, That should be my, you know, in a free country, you would think people would honor, you know, the idea that each individual would get to make their medical decisions. That it wouldn't be Big Brother coming in telling me, you know, what I have to do. Are they going to also tell me I can't have a cheeseburger for lunch?
1: Where is the evidence to... Uh, Where's the evidence to prove that natural immunity is weaker than uh, immunity over the long term from from those who get the vaccine? They don't have it doesn't exist. They don't know. So what do they do? They take a guess. But they know that if they're taking a guess, they're making a judgment call, not really based on knowing, but on thinking. And that's not the same thing. But that's been their sin all along. They pretend they know when really they just think. They pretend they're sure when really they're making a judgment call. But that was a necessary ruse. That was a necessary deception in order to keep the power to force you to do what they want you to do, because the moment they admit that they're just making a best guess, you start to say, well, hold on a second. Can we talk about this a little bit more? Can we have uh, more discussion about this? Can you show me the data? No, it was shut up, mask up, get that shot. Don't ask any questions. Really pretty horrifying behavior from our government and from the Democrats, the collectivists, the Marxists among us who are fine with collective behavior, collectivist behavior, as long as they're the ones that feel like their team, their team is calling the shots. Great. Do whatever it says. You have no constitutional protection. You had no free exercise of religion. You had no free speech rights. Not really. You know, not not in any way that mattered during this pandemic. You know, shut up and do what you're told. It's really hard to stand against masking when the government is mandating you have to do it everywhere. It's really hard to point out. I mean, but look, look at schools. I mean, I was going to say it's really hard to point out there how wrong they were on schools. Private and parochial schools across the country were open this, this last school year. You know we were not open? the uh, public, uh, public schools. And it was because of teachers' unions and we all know it. The teachers' unions are a disgrace. They're disgusting. They're run by... The, the teachers' union officials are... Democrat hacks who are dishonest and lazy and just want to milk the taxpayer for everything they can and make sure that there's the least amount of accountability, the least amount. I mean, it's the teachers unions act like they're the agent of some Hollywood star that wants, you know, only red M&Ms in the jars in the room and they're holding your kids hostage to do that, you know, in the green room beforehand. That's what they're acting like. They're not negotiating a a, a contract for Tom Cruise's next movie because he at least brings a lot of value to that they're negotiating against the taxpayer to make sure that the people in the teachers unions are able to stay home get all their pay get all their benefits and not have to do anything while your kids were suffering while parents were having to figure out what do i do you you were still paying those taxes you're still paying taxes in a lot of places your real estate taxes which is a major burden on a lot of people go right to your local school districts, goes right to the public school system. And you didn't get some break because they were doing Zoom learning. There was no, there was no cut in those benefits, right? Ah, or in those taxes. You know what happened here. The Democrat left used a crisis to seize control, to shut down free speech, to shut down dissent. And now that the truth is emerging on a whole array of fronts, They want to act like, yeah, let's all just sort of forget about that and be friends. I say no. I say we have to crush their lies, hold them to account and keep fighting on this because they will do this again, whether it's about a third round of some respiratory virus this, this winter or it's about climate change or it's about gun control. They will run this playbook again unless we make it impossible or at least hard for them by making sure that we chase down the truth. That's the part of this that I insist on. And I I still ask, where is going back to the Rand Paul thing? Where is the data to show that the vaccine works better than natural immunity? Where do they have that proof? I have yet to see it. A pair of mass shootings over the weekend. Multiple shooters fired into a crowded concert and barbecue in a North Charleston neighborhood. uh, On May late on uh, May 22nd, 14 people hit with bullets including a 14 year old girl who later died. The individuals who were angry at each other who were shooting, neither of them got hit, so they just hit a bunch of innocent bystanders. And this was not a shooting that involved uh, the preferred mass shooting uh, perpetrator of the mainstream media. Uh, it, they, they were not it was not a, a white nationalist. these were, Uh, These two shooters, the alleged shooters in this case, were African-Americans at a party started shooting. 14 people hit. Okay. A shooting in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Another one here where you had 12 people injured, two people dead, bullets flying all over the place. Again, not white nationalists, not, uh, you know, not white supremacists engaging in a mass shooting, um, but. The media covers the story and then very quickly moves on from it. Very quickly, moves on because, as you know, we're, we are to believe that mass shootings are uniquely uh, a uniquely white male and white nationalists in particular in this current era phenomenon, which is a lie. It's not true. But, you know, that's what they say. That's what the media wants you to believe. And you'll see this. You'll see this. People will, you know, journalists will say it's oh, you know, it's always every time there's a mass shooting. Oh, it's always a white male. That's what they'll say. That's just not true. In fact, mass shootings tend to spread out among different ethnic groups, pretty close to proportion of the population, which is what you would expect. But that is not the way that it is reported on. Instead, when you have these shootings, I mean, you know, 12 people hit 14 people hit 14 year old girl killed. These are big shootings, folks, involving a lot of people. But because the shooter wasn't wearing a MAGA hat or because the shooter you know, it wasn't in some way associated with the right and was not a white male. It's a very different kind of story in the news. They, they cover it very differently. OK, what does, let's say, uh, our political class focus on right now with surging violence in the country? Homicides spiking still, even compared to last year's increase. You have more people getting shot, more people dying on the streets of America's cities and across the country. What does the Democrat Party want to focus on? A crisis in policing. That's the crisis. The crisis is the police. The cops are not good enough. The cops are bad. That's what they're telling you. We got to we got to rein in those cops. Here's Cory Booker, a, a pandering fraud. If you could ever find one, play nine.
0: Now we're seeing this every single day. The profession itself here in New Jersey applications to the state police are a historic low, about 90% less people even applying hmm. to be New Jersey state troopers. We have a crisis of policing in America. It's not well- new. But we have to come together and fix it. And one of the things that public needs is trust, transparency, accountability to make sure that we all feel confident uh, that our policing is meeting the standards of our nation. If we keep saying that police officers are somehow above the law, that will never establish the kind of trust that we need in America to move forward.
1: Wow. Isn't that amazing? It sounds there like he understands the problem for a moment you're probably saying buck wait cory booker gets it we have a crisis in policing because he's saying we don't have enough people applying and we you know we, we we don't have the cops we need uh showing up uh for you know doing their jobs every day because less and less people want to get involved in this comma because there's not enough accountability and they think they're above the law and there's a lack of trust oh so it's the cop's fault no it's the dishonest pandering politicians like cory booker All Democrats, folks, Democrats, when it comes to this issue, they own the issue of being soft on crime. They own the issue of undermining police. This is all on their side of the aisle. You don't have Republicans running around saying defund police. Oh, that's the police. And and occasionally when when Republicans get bullied or when they get a little a little too uh, weak in the spinal area about defending law enforcement, we try to bring them back in line with reality very quickly. But wasn't that amazing from Cory Booker? Yeah, we have historic low applications to police, maybe because the Democrats keep feeding police to the wolves, acting like the reason there's a spike in crime, the reason there are such dysfunctional, violent communities in so many places in America is the lack of transparency and accountability in policing. Cops think they're above the law. That's the problem. Do you think the... 14 people who were shot in North Charleston over the weekend. Do you think that that's because of a lack of police accountability? Do you think that the dozen people that were shot and or wounded during the mass shooting in New Jersey over the weekend? You think it's because of a lack of police accountability? This is the stuff that Democrats say. Just lies. Just lies. Just reckless, grotesque. And they know they know better At some level, they understand this is crap. But what do you tell communities that have a lot of violence that are Democrat run and controlled? We're talking about these major cities, talking about places all across the country with Democrats in charge, in charge of the police force, in charge of the mayor's office, in charge of the governor's house. What do you say? Oh, it's it's not our systemic policy issues that are the that are the problem. The undermining of cops It's that the cops aren't good enough. This does not stop until the public at large, Democrat and Republican, repudiates the pandering nonsense. Cops are not the problem. They're the answer. They finally removed the National Guard from the Capitol over the weekend. They they finally ended the mission at the Capitol. Let me just say that this whole thing was such a farce, such a disgrace as as if what? There was going to be uh the the unarmed insurrection. A, AOC, who I really do think is is unstable now. I, I used to just think that she was somebody who wasn't very bright, which is still true. But now I think she's unstable, and and she she's effect, effectively admitting that she's having to get uh, treatment for the PTSD that she feels from the the so-called insurrection. Oh. We uh, we are not sending our best to. Our nation's capital—that's for sure—and and we have this this big story that continued on for so long of how there was there was an insurrection that was averted at the last second by Capitol police walking around saying, "Hey, you guys have got to get out of here." This is what they tell us: the National Guard ended their mission uh, at the Capitol four months after troops were called down to the district following the, quote, deadly January 6th attack on the Capitol, end quote. For whom was the attack deadly? Only one person, a protester named Ashley Babbitt. Can you imagine what the response would be if there was a deadly BLM riot where the only person killed was an unarmed female protester not in physical or even close contact with any human being at the time of her being shot in the neck. Can you imagine what that would be like? But this is how the Democrats do what they do. They have the they have control of our institutions, folks. They have control of the media. I can sit here and tell you the truth. For every show like mine, there are fifty shows, TV and streaming, internet and and you know all over the place of lunatic libs running news channels or doing, quote, news shows who are telling you that this was all all reasonable and necessary. Yeah, I'm sure the most boring job probably in the history of the National Guard was to be one of the thousands deployed to defend the Capitol from the insurrection. Um, this This whole thing was such an overreaction. It's an embarrassment, really. The kind of people who think that we needed thousands of National Guard to continue to be at our nation's capital are, the, are very similar to the people who think that triple masking is reasonable. You've got a triple mask and wear goggles forever. We have a society with a lot of people who are emotionally and psychologically broken. And this, this really does get into some existential questions and issues about our society overall and, and the way people view themselves in the world. They, they have replaced... God with the state. They think that they have a relationship with government that is more important and powerful in their lives than anything else, and they need to. They need to feel. They need the belief that government is there for them, takes care of them, is their friend. Government is not your friend. You know that. I know that. A lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people think that government is there to keep you safe and warm at night. Uh, but the whole premise here. That this was necessary. This deployment of Capitol Hill was necessary because of the imminent threat of another coup. Uh, no, I certainly don't think that anybody, including some of the the dumbest and and worst, uh, you know, worst judgment. Right wingers who are involved in this, I, I don't think anybody would see what has happened since then and think that this was anything other than a catastrophe. Politically, a catastrophe. It wasn't a violent coup that was going to overthrow the government. That's crazy. But this was used to and continues to be used to bludgeon anyone on the right into silence, undermine them, cancel them, marginalize them. It's exactly what I said from the day of. It was nothing but downside, stupidity and loss. It was a terrible idea. And it's because of exactly this, what we see going on. One, we don't do that. We don't break the law. We don't engage in in that kind of barbaric stupidity. We leave that to the left. That was the left thing. Not anymore. Now, for years, they're going to keep saying, oh, remember January 6th? Remember January 6th? You can say, well, Buck, I know that that's not fair. Yeah, you and I may know it. What about the two to three percent of persuadable voters who will determine the fate of the future of this country? Do you think they know it? What are we really talking about here? Who are we? We're, we're, we're fighting. We're mobilizing politically to get pretty small percentages to go from one side to the other or to show up who weren't going to show up. You know, this, we're, we're not we're not talking about getting 80 percent of Americans to all of a sudden agree. There's a there's a big chunk. I mean, remember when Mitt Romney years ago when he said about uh, the makers and the takers. I mean, there's a big chunk of the left of the Democrat Party. It doesn't matter what happens. They'll never come over with us. They'll, they'll never come over into the, the light of sanity, righteousness, and constitutional government. They don't care. There's nothing you can do. You will never change their minds. You and I, you know that. But if we're going to win that center slice, we can't make unforced errors, politically enormous unforced errors like Having anyone even vaguely associated with Donald Trump or MAGA or America First doing this uh, stupid stuff at Capitol Hill on January 6th that they did. You just you can't have it. And I understand people were very disappointed about the election. I understand there was a feeling of um, of it being of it being stolen. A lot of folks say, you know, you can't even say that on social media if you say that Democrats say that every election stolen that they lose. But that's fine. You know, Stacey Abrams goes around as the fake governor of Georgia. No big deal. But here we are uh, still in a place where we can't even say what we think about the last election. And it makes it worse when anyone plays into it by breaking the law and doing some of the things that we saw that happened. So it was, it was very frustrating and it allows them to now just dismiss realistic efforts to get to the truth. I mean, there's the Arizona election audit that Democrats keep freaking out about. Here's the Arizona secretary of state talking about this place 16.
2: Well, in any type of audit, I you know, you should be able to replicate your findings and the procedures that they're utilizing or lack of procedures, I should say, really are, are making it impossible to do so. Uh, you're not going to be able to replicate whatever findings they come up with. And and at the end of the day, this is really an exercise to continue the big lie, as has been said, and and to continue to undermine people's confidence in our elections. And, and I fear laying the groundwork for in 2024, setting up a situation where uh, the presidential electors are rejected by a Republican majority Congress, if that's the case. And, and this is why it's so critical that we put a stop to this now.
1: Here you have a state official in Arizona, a Democrat, of course, who is telling you that her, her worry, she, she's now extrapolating from this, is that you know Republicans will use this, they'll cheat in the next election. So Democrats can tell their base that Republicans will defy the will of the people and cheat as much as they want, and that's fine. Social media, Facebook will blast it out everywhere. The social media censors won't touch it. They love it. They're they're down with it. They want more of it. All that's really going on here is an election audit. If it's so bad, if, as Katie Hobbs says, if they can't replicate it, if they're not using proper procedure, tell us why. Audits are a part of the election process. In a lot of cases, there are automatic recounts or audits that go on. So saying that this is it, that there's, oh, how dare you ask for an audit? You know, it's, it's like I've said all along. If you throw a challenge flag during a football game, you're not cheating. Those are the rules. And it's because you want to get, you want the referee, so to speak, to get it right. So what's the problem here? It's just they don't, they don't want an audit. Why? If the audit is garbage, if they're not doing it the right way, please. See, I actually want to know what happened. I, I want to know for real one way or the other what happened in this election in every state, in every place where there's I mean, in Pennsylvania. It is what I told you. Yes, the Democrats changed the rules to favor them. They they broke constitutional order to do it, but no court in America was going to say, well, we're going to toss out all the votes of everybody uh, in, in this area or in this state because of this change in the rules people thought those were the rules and that's how they voted we're not going to toss out all the votes. i told you that and it was true you know while other people were yelling trust the plan or whatever i was saying no that's not happening this is this is pretty much all over folks and that and i'm talking about two weeks after the election and yet they won't let us do audits or they try to undermine audits, and they won't explain why it's a, a problem what's wrong with an audit democrats should love it they should say see what do you want? We got here's all the data. They should make all the data for Arizona as public as they can. Show us all the stuff, and let's just have it out. Let's let's really get to the truth. But instead, you hear this is about making sure the big lie is continued, and there's a big lie, and the Democrats are good, and Trump is bad, and audits are bad. Explain why. Show your work, Democrats. All I want. Show your work, but they won't. They rely on the propaganda that that puts a bad taste in my mouth.